0: Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, Wild Bird Expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we'll be looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the sensational goldcrest. You have probably hear a goldcrest before you see it. This tiny flitter among the twigs and leaves emits a very high-pitched seep, seep, seep that sounds like a baby bird, or even a mouse. At a distance of more than 15 metres, it becomes virtually impossible to hear. Once you've located the small creature, though, you'll have to keep your eyes fixed, because it twists and turns through the foliage at a great rate, even hiding itself behind leaves as it plucks away at insects that it hunts all day long. Although most gardens with reasonable insect activity stand a chance of being visited by a goldcrest, it's the tall strands of conifer trees that are particularly preferred. The complicated structures of such trees, as well as monkey puzzle, the yew, and even Leylandii, give insects plenty of hiding spaces from most birds, yet the minute size of Britain's smallest resident bird enables it to dig them out. The goldcrest may be tiny, but has plenty of spirit, Its most noticeable feature, the flash of deep orange on its crown, becomes a signal of threat to intruding rivals. The male raises its feathers in a fiery glow, bobbing its wings and calling as loudly as it can. A similar performance is displayed when it becomes time to attract a mate. Yet perhaps the most amazing aspect of this minuscule bird is its stamina. Late in the year, Britain's resident population of goldcrests is joined by several more that make the long flight not across the channel from mainland Europe, but across the North Sea from Scandinavia. Many don't make it, and those that do probably need favourable winds and a good weather to help them on their way. But this is such an astonishing feat for such a tiny animal, that East Anglians who saw them arrive once thought that they had to hitch a ride on the back of an owl. Goldcrests are very quick birds, which makes them hard to spot. They tend to scurry from place to place, and do so on branches and around tree trunks. The Goldcrest is the smallest bird in Europe, weighing on average just 5-7 to grams. That's about half the weight of a blue tit, about the same weight as a 20 pence piece. With a characteristic dull orange-green top and white underbelly, the Goldcrest is famed for its beautiful crown stripe, yellow in the females and orange in the males, bordered by black lines. Juveniles are similar to adults, but lack the head markings. Goldcrests are often confused with firecrests, and a male goldcrest is very similar in appearance to a male firecrest. For any birders out there, I'm hearing your cries of, but the chances of seeing a firecrest in the UK are so tiny, why even talk about it? Well, I always think that it's better to know, just in case. Wouldn't it be terrible if you spotted this uncommon bird and didn't realise it? The main difference between Goldcrest and Firecrest are that Firecrest has a white supercilium, that's a fancy way of saying that it has a bold white patch above its eyes, and a snazzy black stripe through each eye. The male Goldcrest has a yellow to orange patch on the top of its head, and the Firecrest has an orange to yellow patch on the top of its head. Goldcrest's call is a gentle trail of notes that sounds like it sings Figaro, Figaro, Figaro over and over, increasing in volume throughout. It's very high pitched, so high pitched in fact that when you become older you actually lose the ability to hear them. I'm dreading that day. Goldcrest nests can often be located on conifer branches and buried among ivy. Typically the goldcrest nest is made of moss, spiders webbing and lichen and usually found to be lined with feathers. They are usually found quite high up, which makes the nest inaccessible to predators, though if you pay close attention to the movements of the adults and the presence of a singing male, this should reveal the nest location. Though the normal clutch is around 6 to 8 eggs, they can lay up to 12, which represents one and a half times the female's body weight. This is a heroic effort, but a pair will often go a step further, starting on a second brood before the chicks from the first one have fledged. Colcrest eggs are a dull white colour, with a light brown speckles. Breeding begins in late April. The incubation period lasts between 14 to 17 days, and consequently there's around 19 fledged days. Both parents help feed the young. Goldcrests are insectivores and as such rarely seen on bird feeders. But because they are so small they find it difficult to keep their body temperature high enough in cold weather and can die if temperatures fall below freezing point for long stretches. They are so dependent on tree dwelling insects and bugs which become hard to find in sub-zero weather. So during this time goldcrests might be attracted to bird tables that have a little Peter and Paul in song or Peter and Paul mealworm mix on them. They will also, during this time, feed on a good quality suet. Suet bird food has to be worth a peck. Birds lead busy lives, and the amount of time it takes a bird to land and peck, it has to be a bite that's worth the effort. However, some cheap suet products are not what you would call great, and can, and indeed do, have up to 20% filler in them, which can be anything from sand, chalk dust, or even glue. That's why I wanted to ensure that at Peter and Paul, we only supply the very, very best quality suet product. A product that is both safe and nutritious as it could possibly be. So why is my suet so good? Well, let's start with the suet. Suet is the most nutritious of all ingredients. So it stands to reason the more suet a suet product has, the better it is. Peter and Paul suet products contain as much as three times the suet levels of other top brands. That said, the more concentrated and higher quality the suet is, the better it is for birds also. Peter and Paul's suet products only contain 100% human grade edible beef dripping, which happens to be a very dense form of suet, and therefore has the highest payback in calories per gram. To put it simply, the more suet a suet product has, and the better that suet is, the more birds you'll get in your garden. Peter and Paul's suet products also contain an exciting ingredient, Spirulina, which has proven to be a fantastic supplement for birds, highly beneficial for them. Spirulina is basically an edible blue-green microalgae that grows naturally in lakes. Spirulina makes their plumage glossier, intensifies their natural colours, improves their health and also increases fertility many fold. Basically it's wonderful and it's what makes my suet extra special. Just getting back to goldcrests. Goldcrests are very widely distributed through Britain and Ireland, both in the winter and the breeding season, missing only from the treeless landscapes of the uplands and the fens. I find it astonishing that a bird which weighs the same as a 20 pence coin can survive the cold winter nights of the UK, and the fact that many goldcrests actually come to Britain especially to avoid the cold winters of Eastern Europe and Scandinavia. This large influx of goldcrest during October and November can be witnessed in your garden, as every evergreen tree and shrub in your garden will suddenly play host to these tiny waifs. The influx occurs at the same time as many other birds, including woodcock, and it was once thought so unlikely that goldcrests goldcrest could fly unaided across the North Sea that they were called woodcock pilots because of the belief that they hitched a ride on the back of woodcocks. Suffolk fishermen also call the bird herringspink, because migrating goldcrests often land on rigging of herring boats out in the North Sea. The population figures for the breeding bird survey shows that breeding numbers were increasing up until about 2008, following a run of mild winters. But prolonged freezing temperatures in spring 2009 caused the breeding population to fall by 56% overall and by over 60% in Scotland. Fortunately, since then, the winters have been less severe, and the numbers have shown a consistent recovery. Whether you live in town or the country, you can help to look after goldcrests and other garden birds by providing a wildlife-friendly garden. That includes water, and having the very, very best food available for them. Foods like peter and pole. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of their wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk Well that's it from me, I've hoped you enjoyed this look at Goldcrest. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.